Hello and welcome back to another edition. No, we're episodes, not editions. That's well, we can call them editions if you want, like a special edition. It's a Christmas episode. Yeah, uh, this is Lost in Sci-Fi or Lost in Genre. I'm your um, Uncle Scrooge host, Leland, and you are my Christmas Noel. Uh, Ghost of Christmas past we'll go with that i don't know i said noel not really knowing what a noel was yeah they always said the first noel you know what is is it should we know what that is i have no idea is it this is so not where i thought this was gonna go um yeah you're right there's the first noel the song i've heard it and and i've met and the angels did say yes and i've heard and i've met some really annoying blondes named noel i have as well is it the first nativity is that what noel means Okay, I, I like that. We've got angels talking about it. And it I mean, we literally place. could look it up, but no. Why would we be prepared? Um, hmm. I wonder if it's a cultural thing. Like, you don't, I don't, I'll be honest, now that you've mentioned that I had totally forgot there was a song until you mentioned it oh, and, yeah. and then joking. I have not heard that song at Christmas in a while. Like, I wonder yeah. if that's one of the lesser ones now. I don't know, because I'll go to Christmas services when I go visit my parents in Florida. It's still and, pretty heavy. Yeah, it's definitely in there someplace. So it's one of the more religious yes. Christmas songs yeah. versus, like, Frosty. Honestly, yeah. No, no. It To me, I, I've heard it just as much as I've heard Angels We Have Heard on High and, you know, Hark sure. the Herald Angels Sing and, you know, all I that kind that of... I hate that song. Do you I, really? I really do. Oh, I like it. It's, I don't hate... Hate Strong. I, it's one of my lesser ones okay. on my Christmas right. list. What is I the, usually uh, think, though, is a lot of those Christmas songs have too many verses. Like, if you've never read them out of a hymnal, like, I want to say yes, First Noel has, just like... Hit Six nail. verses of that song. I don't yeah. need six verses. Four I need is like fine. I could three even do is three. great. It Four is great. yeah. That would be fine. But yeah, no. A lot of them have a lot of verses. Yeah, I, a lot of. Do you, do you like the Christmas music? Oh sure. Yeah, no. I you know as mean as as, as my um, cherub like demeanor would give away to. <laughs> um, I actually love Christmas music. Well, yeah. I really do. Like yeah. I look forward to it. On no, on November twenty fifth is when right. it starts, and then it stops on December twenty sixth. Yeah, as my other friend Elizabeth says, Christmas needs to stay in its own lane, you yeah. know. But no, that's because they'll usually when you go to a service at our church, it's Episcopal, so it's you know Catholic light. And before <laughs> before the service, they'll usually have singing of carols, so mm-hmm. they'll just call out which number they're going to sing. And sure, I like that. It's Everyone turns Christmas the page. Yeah yeah, 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 it's nice. No, it's it is weird. Like. um yeah, no. I will sometimes listen to Christmas music up until January 1st, but that's when I get into my more experimental Christmas music. Oh, okay. Like alternative rock Christmas. Right. You know, I'm like, yeah, it's Christmas, but not really. Well, we keep the Christmas tree up until our birthday on the 6th, because that's technically the 12 days of Christmas, starting from Christmas all the way to Epiphany. So there you go. A lot of people think the 12 days are leading up to Christmas. But oh, I really not... it. I thought it was. Is it no, afterwards? It is Interesting. afterwards. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Apparently. That's, I would like I mean, to get a song, present every day. The right? song does imply on the first day of Christmas. It's true. It's true. Uh, yeah, I guess if you really look at it in a literal sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that would be sad because on Christmas Day, all you get is a partridge and pear tree. No other presents. Um, there's an Elvira song. Mm-hmm. Um, the 13 Days of Halloween. Oh, nice. And it, it's tongue in cheek. Um, but it's a, um, a dead bat hanging from a, a tree. Oh, nice. And the joke becomes, oh, look, another bat. You know, it's just like in like I think like day six or seven. She's like, "Oh, another bat. That's great. Yeah, thank you, nice. Freddie, for bringing me a bat it's just again. Like, yeah, again. Mm-hmm. Um, I yeah, I, I do enjoy the Christmas music. I do. Um, Siren, everybody drink. I'm not super. The heavily religious ones typically don't are not my favorite, mm-hmm. but there are some that I really do like. But then it gets down to who's singing it. Also true. Yeah, because yeah. I... That's good. All right, we're going to pause. Yep. Our finest gifts we bring. Like, one of my favorite songs, and it's heavily religious, is um, Oh Holy Night. I was just going to say... It's, it's one of my favorites. And that, I like it when they get a soprano to sing it. I've heard it with a tenor singing it. 
but uh, remind me the difference. Uh, tenor is a male singer, okay. higher register, but still okay. a male singer. And then the soprano is a female singer, the highest higher. register. And then altos the, are yeah. the low. Altos are mid to low female range. Then what's the lowest? Uh, bass, like or baritone, I guess. Baritone. That's yeah, the word I, I was like. I know that word. But then yeah. apparently the sopranos come in all sorts of ranges of sopranos. Sure. You know, and the names I can't remember, like coloratura soprano. Okay, I don't that's know moving into a whole new category. Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But when they get a soprano to sing it, and there is like a very final high note that they only hit once in the song, but if it's a tenor or a baritone singing it, they won't go for that high note. They'll take an octave down. And I love it when they just go for that last high note. Yeah. And it just uh, sends shivers up my spine. It's neat. And we now have the life flight helicopter landing. So a lot of activity going on at the local hospital today, which is okay. My mom, someone's life was saved. Yes. Also, my mom is glad I live so close to a hospital because that one time I broke my fingers, I literally did walk to the hospital. There was a collection of, um, it was late 80s, early 90s, and they did one every year. It was called, oh shit, what was it called? Are you familiar when I say the, um, uh, now that's music CD collection? Does that make sense? Is that something you remember? A little bit, but it's sort of like almost like the 80s collections and the 70s collections. Think of it that way, but it was like, it was called Now There's Music or whatever. um, And it was, they released about three a year, and it was, hey, what were the top pop hits of that six months? Here's a collection of them. So much, in fact, Now That's What I Call Music 64 just recently came out. I saw it on iTunes the other day. Why I know this is because when I managed a Sam Goody, we were on Now That's What I Call Music 1. Oh, wow. So, but they also did a equivalent a few years before that, but it was like, I, this is not the name of it. I think it was called A Very Special Christmas. Sure. Or now that's what I call Christmas, which is what it's called now. Yeah. But, but basically what it was is a bunch of celebrities got together for charity and sang Christmas songs, standards, or originals. Wow. And for, you know, you get that every year. And they did, they did about like four or five of them. And then I, I would get them every year and I really liked them. Do you, are you familiar with Tracy Chapman? Yes. Okay. She does a version of Oh Holy Night oh. that fucking rocks my world. Oh, and it's the only it. version I want to listen to. Yeah. That or Cartman's version on the South Park Christmas. Oh, which is well, yes. Just as rude and It really is um, awesome. But, like, there's something about, like, that simple piano mm-hmm. with her voice. And I think Tracy Chapman's one of those underappreciated artists. Like I, she's got I a agree. lot of albums. Yeah. I have her greatest hits. I think I knew like three songs. And I'm like, oh, okay, so you've done stuff. <laughs> and when she when I hear her in places, I was like, damn, she's good. It's a shame that she never pipes, got to the you know? the level that maybe she doesn't need to get to that level. She's good where she's at, so me saying she should be at a higher level it could be considered rude, but yeah. her version of that song is that's my shit. Like that's nice. that's the version I like. Yeah. Do you have a least favorite Christmas song? Yeah. Oh, I was just going to mention this. Oh, and, <laughs> and my sisters, if they're listening to this, they're going to nod their head, they're going to know. So my parents have this LP record that has a collection of Christmas songs on it. Okay. It's got to be late 60s, early 70s. Oh, so the good I shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I mean, I'm, I'm sure you've probably heard some of these songs. It's just famous singers singing certain things. There is one song on this collection, and it's so funny. That it wasn't until like we were in high school or maybe in college when we were playing this record, because that's what we do in my house, and one of us happened to say, you know what, I never liked this song, and the whole family's like, yeah, me neither, and we had never really talked about it. It's called Little Heads in Bunk Beds. I hate everything you just said. Right. No, you're going you're gonna to hate it even more, but for awesome reasons. Right. I may have to download it later. I, I'm sure you can find it. And the thing is, I don't know why it's on this album, because I'm not entirely sure it's got any references to Christmas. Or Santa. Or Santa. Or anything. Get this. Oh, okay. it's great. It's a um, male singer. Don't remember his name. It's got a slightly country kind of vibe to it. That all feels... That's on... You're on track right now. Right. Exactly. Yeah. But it's a guy, he's singing to his kids, Little Heads in Bunk Beds, and they're sad, 
because their mama can't be with us anymore. And you assume that's because she died, right? Right. And he's, you know, I'm going to need your help, and we've got to all work together, Uh this kind of stuff. You know, just little heads and bumpets, go to sleep, and tomorrow you'll meet your new mother. Creepy. It's so weird, and I don't know, none of us know why this song was on there, but it always made us pretty sad. We're like, this is a pretty bummer of a song, but nobody, for some reason, nobody in the family ever said anything. And I distinctly remember us just like... We were all doing something that evening, getting something together, and I remember us standing in the living room all listening to it going, no, never liked this song. So it's weird. Oh, that's disturbing. But my sisters and I, well, we will remember, we're like, oh, well, is it, you know, as creepy as little heads and bunk beds? You know, tomorrow you'll meet your new mother. <laughs> Some of the stuff my parents listened to, I really liked, though. But my, my dad and my mom are very traditional Christmas music, like Nat King Cole. Yes. You know, yes. that's... That's that's where they were at. Yes. Like, you know, old standards, Frank Sinatra, Bing Crosby is yes. like And I want to say a lot of those guys are on this house. record. I'm sure they're on this record. I know I knew Bing Crosby more as the Christmas album guy yes. before I knew him as an actor. Oh, because, yeah. you know, um, I, I do love White Christmas. I think it's a good song. I know it's cliched for people to say, oh, it's like, it's not my favorite, but when people are like, oh, you know, cliche, it's a White Christmas. I'm like, yeah, but it's a good song. It is a good song. And it like, also reminds me of growing up in Christmas. Yeah, so I'm like, so don't don't dog the White no. Christmas. It's solid. Like, I love Meli Maka. I think it's a great song. Yes. Uh, Bette Miller does a really good version of Cool Yule that I enjoy. Okay, that's good. I recently bought, actually, within two days ago, um, Louis Armstrong and Ella Fitzgerald sing Christmas. And it was updated. Like, I guess they found some old recordings and remastered them and brought it out last year. And I found it, like, New Year's Eve last year. And I was like, nope, can't buy it. Too late. So I'm like, so for this whole year, I've been like, when is it ready? When is it? And boom, it was ready. So I bought it. It was like eight bucks. Oh, nice. And you know what? It is damn good. Nice. But you got... Ella Fitzgerald, who knows how to fucking sing, okay. and you got Louis Armstrong's all his jazz coming behind it, and they do a um, Christmas in Harlem that is, it is legit. Like oh. I was listening to, it, I was like, this is good. I'm, I'm I might have to put this one out in the big room instead of my bedroom. But you know, and I love versions of the Nutcracker. You know, that's like a whole orchestral versions and everything. That to me, sounds I like very the sugar plum fairy dance right. thing. That's it. I'm, I, I'm good. Like, once you get past that, yeah. it gets a little... I'm not high enough to enjoy it, I don't oh, think. okay. That, I would love... Our orchestra, for several years, we got to do the Nutcracker with the San Diego Ballet. Uh-huh. Which is just so much fun. I mean, just... We don't get to see a lot of the dances, because we're down in the orchestra Sure, pit. yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's fun to play down there. I think it's neat. At one point, I think it's when the Mouse King comes out and does the battle and everything. They actually have dry ice on the stage. Oh, Yeah. The dry ice fog comes over the edge of the stage and swamps the orchestra. Yes, that sounds appropriate. It's great. But the music to me just is always just, that's Christmas, that's fun. Oh, don't get me wrong, I I enjoy it. It's just not my go-to. Because I like two to three minute short songs Mm -hmm. that have a beginning, a middle, and an end, and I feel pretty confident at the end of it. Yeah. Any of the songs in the Nutcracker that appeared in Fantasia, those are probably ones that you Those are the ones I like, yes. Yes, exactly. Yeah, because I can put a visual to it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I've never, ever seen the Nutcracker. I've never seen a movie version of the Nutcracker. I know it's about a ballet woman and a rat. And that's as far as my knowledge goes with it. And I kind of go, no. Well, there's a, there's whole, a lot going on there yeah, that I don't understand. There's a whole scene where it's like you all these different characters come out and they get their own little song. And we never get to see this actually happen. The conductor can see it and always says it's adorable because he's standing on a podium sure. and can see over. But you, it's a woman who comes out. It's the old woman who lives in a shoe, I guess. She has this giant dress and they have little toddlers and kids who are under the dress as she comes out on stage and they run out and they do their own little dance and then the last little kid when they go back slides back under the dress and goes but it's always a dude who plays the role sure it is freaking adorable I'm sure it is but when I hear children under a dress then you think it's disturbing and weird I no I my first thought was the ghost of Christmas present when he oh. lifts up his and it's like Oh, especially the George C. Like Scott ignorance version. and so, like ig- stupidity. It's Ign- not- ignorance and want. Yes. yes. And I, that's all I think of when I you know. said it. I was like, oh, I took it dark. You had to see the cutesy little costumes. I'm course. sure it's so, adorable. Yeah, it's really cute. But it also gets so many laughs and applauses from the audience yeah. that it just makes you happy. It's neat. I hate Grandma Got Ran Over by a Reindeer. You know who loves that? Who? My 
college-educated, Shakespearean-trained father loves Oh, that no, song. it's an old person song. No oh offense to your God, family, but that's it, fine. it's an old person song. Yeah, he yeah, gets yeah. it out My grandmother year. loves it. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, no, I can't. It's that's nails on a chalkboard. <laughs> that's so like funny. I hear that bump, bump, but I'm like, oh Christ! <laughs> and that's at some point because my dad has like this little somebody gave him this little statue that you hit the button and it plays it, and Dad will like be sitting there and playing it and giggling, and we're like, Dad, really again? I just um, it makes him so happy though. It's hard to make him not no. Play and that's it. the thing is, just like <laughs> you're happy, so knock yourself out. But my God, I'm, we were we're on hell. Yeah, uh, I do really like. Um, Santa Baby by Eartha Kitt. Take it or leave it. Only her version. Okay. All right. That's like, true. I have other versions because it's always done by pop singers yeah. that do it. Yeah. I'll even know. Um, Michael Bublé does a version called Santa Buddy. Yeah. And he yeah. changes it all for a man singing about it. Sure. Not terrible. Okay. All right. All right. But if it ain't Eartha Kitt, then I don't want to fucking hear it. What is yeah. the one song? Who does it? And I don't. I don't like the song. I just like the memory that goes with it. What is it? Last Christmas, I gave you my heart. Oh, wham! <sighs> yeah. For some reason, there was this one year, me and my friends Darcy and Leah, we would always play that thing and just laugh about it. Always and a just, terrible song. It is, yeah, but we would just yeah. always play it and sing along with it, and everything yeah. it was great. But then there's another song, the Red Shoes or, or the the Christmas Shoes. I think I know what you in what you speak. Oh my God! Yeah. So it's this terrible song about this kid, this guy who's lost his faith in Christmas and whatever and he sees this kid who's trying to get money to buy some beautiful shoes for his mom so she can look pretty when yes. she meets Jesus. Uh, yes, so I yeah. Know this song. Well they made a Rob Lowe was in a movie about yeah, it. Which that's is why I think I know this song. And that's why my, my my little sister loves to hate on this song. She's just like it's so terrible. It's awesome. My friend Darcy Swear to God, if she listens to that song, even though she knows it's a terrible song, she will cry every time. As every I, time. As I hear uh, Christmas or um, Carol the Bells. Oh boy, yeah, that'll uh, get all me. versions are good, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a song I because I, I make a Christmas list for the store, um, a nice mix of my general traditional with pop Christmas and then. New Wave, and if whatever's you're going to have to listen to it, so you might as well like it. Yeah, so. and, I, and I'm the only one listening to it. You're right, correct. Yeah. And um, I put on there last year was, um, have you ever heard this song, uh, Please Don't Steal For Us This Christmas? What? It is a terrible, wretched song <laughs> where a little girl or an adult sounding like a little girl, sure. not quite sure, okay. sings this song about, you know, please mom and dad don't steal for us this Christmas. Yeah. And it goes into like, those have different names on the packages you know we had to wait in the car while you went and got our, you know it is this terrible song and I played it last year in the store and because I'm dark sensibility I got a kick out of hearing oh, it in sure. the store yeah. and so did some other people yeah. and then there was this one woman who was just like what What are we listening to and I was like well clearly ma'am just don't steal us for Christmas <laughs> and, and she kind of had this look like this mortification like, like this why is this exists. here and I was like I, I you know what Maybe it shouldn't be played in the store on a, on a traditional holiday theme. Okay. I don't know. but right. You know, I've got two more favorites. Sure. One of them is the Peanuts music from... Oh, Liz. God, yeah, That's yeah. every um, song in Gr- there. Gravaldi? Gravaldi? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I, yeah, I can never remember how to pronounce his name and everything. But the, the traditional piano one... and Love then it. the Christmas the one... Time is Here is a great fucking oh, song. Oh, yes, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. great. But there's another one I heard fairly recently... And I'll, like, send you a link, because there's different versions of it, mm-hmm. and I like this one particular version. It's called Christmas with the Family, or Merry Christmas from the Family, I guess. Okay. It's a redneck Christmas, but oh, it's Lord. all awesome. But it's all talking about having to run to the Quick Pack store to pick up some more sure. stuff for to make tequilas and the family. And, you know, on this one, my other friend, Jim, I don't remember how he's kin to him. And, you yeah. know, it's, it's really, but it's just something just so cute and sincere about it. Yeah, you can do whatever. Yeah, I'll find a link to it because I heard it a couple years ago and by all rights I should technically hate it but I I really like it. It's nice. Um, A couple years ago when that Krampus movie came out the soundtrack is eh, the soundtrack is okay but the opening and the end credits they did a uh, Carol of the Bells dark version where where the, uh, the operatic singers would come in with you know the la 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 but they would do that and then they would go they would be in German and then oh. they'd be like oh Krampus oh Krampus and I was just like 
All right. I like this. That's I'm worth my 99 that, yeah. cents. So I'm like, we'll fun. put that in the yeah. list. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm a big fan of Christmas music. I, I think it's in the old, the more old timey sounding, the better for me. Yeah. Like, um, Abney Park, uh, they have a couple steampunk Christmas albums that are, they're just okay. Like, okay. it's it's quite a shame. I think they went too traditional. Yeah. And they did, I feel they lost their sound oh. in trying to be traditional. Yeah. But they did a couple um, original songs that are great. Yeah. Like, it's like, oh, you should do more of that and less of this. Right, because yeah. we can hear the other thing probably anywhere. Yeah, so, but yeah. I, I, yeah, I like Christmas music. Oh, man, we went 15 minutes on Christmas music. Yeah. But, Catherine's, yeah. Got a, Catherine's got a Celtic Christmas mix that she I says is really Celtic good. Christmas. Yeah, she's, she's got a specific Celtic album no. that she plays every year. My mom was a big fan of the Celtic women. Oh, yeah, I know that one, yeah. yeah to the point that. now I'm a big fan of the fucking Celtic women. Yeah, like, it's one go. of those things where you're like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, like, I've heard Barbara Streisand's Christmas so much in my lifetime that now I like hearing Barbara Streisand's Christmas. Like, if I don't hear her crazy-ass version of Jingle Bells, I'm like, well, the whole season's fuck off. <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, it's just that your parents make you listen to things and you start to love them or you hate them on principle. Yeah. But most of the time, I just ended up loving it. Yeah, and then you don't listen to them for like 16 years and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, I remember this and yeah. now you love it? I'm How does lie. that happen? Dolly Parton and Kenny Rogers sings A Down Home Christmas. It's one of my favorite fucking oh, albums. Oh, that's awesome. That or John Denver with the Muppets. Oh, well, you can't really get too much better than no. that. Yeah, that's perfect. The right only there. thing that beats that is David Bowie and Bing Crosby. Oh, I don't think I've ever heard that. What? Well, I, or if I heard it, they, I didn't know that's who they, I was listening little to. Little Drummer Boy? I may have. I'll have it's to... super famous. I can't imagine you lived on this You know what? I think it's probably it that I heard it and I didn't know that's who it was. Because that's fair. actually, it's fair. happened with a lot of David Bowie songs with me. I'm like, yeah. oh, this is David Bowie. Okay. No, they, Bing Crosby did a television Christmas show, mm-hmm. like late 70s, about maybe like two years before he died. Yeah. And they were like, well, Bing, you got to bring on things the kids like. He was like, okay, yeah. we'll bring on this David Bowie guy. Wow. And they brought on Bowie, and he was fresh at the beginning of his career. And Bowie said, oh, come on, but he goes, I want to sing an original. And they were like, okay, well, let's mix up once. So they do a, it's Little Drummer Boy, but with whatever David Bowie sings in the middle of it. Wow. And it is three of the best moments of Christmas. Like, okay. I listen to that so much during Christmas that's uh, nauseating to All other right. people. Well, I will I will tell you later on. I will listen to it and I will tell you if I've actually heard it before. I I have to assume you have. I would assume I would too. Only because it's that big. It's just that it's, play that it's often. That thing. Yeah, yeah, it's probably going to be what's going to happen. I'm going to listen to it and I'm like, oh, this was David Bowie. I had it's no fair. idea. Yeah. But anyway, so it is December, um, officially now December. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know what that means. Um, mm-hmm. So... It is, um, we're closing out the end of the year. We'll come back in a, in a month or so, hopefully, depending on schedules and the weather and sicknesses and traveling because of family and the oh, holiday, yeah. all that good shit. But the best part about December is clearly the Doctor Who Christmas special. Yeah. And we've only briefly got a chance to talk about it. I, since we last mentioned it, that we have the new Doctor coming on. Um, number 13, Finally a Woman. Mm-hmm. And I'm super excited. And I love the actress because I've seen her in, what was it? Broadchurch? Uh, yes. Did you, okay, so what did she play in Broadchurch? Because I can't, I never watched it. And my dad keeps asking, like, what well, was she in Broadchurch? I'm like, I don't know. I think she's the blonde. And apparently she wasn't blonde. No, she wasn't. Yeah, no. so I'm out. She was the mom of the, spoilers, kid who gets murdered. In oh, the okay, so she's like number four on the call sheet. Like, yeah. She is lead character, basically. She is, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, she okay, probably cool. has. I can't imagine, like, the only, the two police officers, one of them being David Tennant. And the other was Olivia Coleman. Right, are the, probably the only people who have more screen time than she does. Olivia Coleman mm-hmm. is going to be third season of Netflix The Crown as the Queen. Oh. They're going to do, they're going to jump oh, time and get fair. older actresses to play the Queen as they get older in decades. She's pretty amazing. Oh, she's amazing. She's in Murder on Orient Express as the maid. Is she really? Because she's in everything. Small. Yeah. I mean, she's only in it briefly because she's, you know, the maid. Like, yeah. that's the cook slash maid. That's all she's doing. She's there for a part. But she is amazing she in was, it. She was in The Night Manager, played, yep. played a pregnant lady in The Night Manager and did a really good, like, mm-hmm. she's like a tough as nails. No she's good. I like her a lot. Oh, she's great. She's, but yeah, no, this, the, um, our new doctor I really want to see her because she was just in Broadchurch. Obviously, she's very sad. I mean, it's yeah, a horrible it's, thing. it's going to be a strange because she probably was crying a lot, crying stuff. a lot and angry. 
And yeah, her husband. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah well, yeah. obviously, yeah. there's reasons for her to be. But I know enough about the story to know that much. Yeah, yeah, but it was. Re- yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing her playing somebody quirky. Yeah, intelligent, um, a little goofy at times, and and ultimately a character that's in love with humanity, which is what I always loved about I'm, the Doctor. My only disappointment so far with the announcements is they're giving her an entire new companion. Like, we don't get to see Bill anymore. Yeah. Yeah. But that could be from the stem of the fact that we don't know yet because the Christmas episode hasn't aired yet for yeah. this year. Bill could die. It's entirely possible. Or she just goes on. Maybe, like, the actress and Moffat and all them, they came to They were like, you know what? Your storyline was this. Yeah. It makes no logical sense for you to continue. Yeah. So we're going to end it here. And they really put her through the ringer last season. I know you still haven't seen a lot of last no. season yet. Nope, nope, nope. She's excellent as a companion and it's going to be kind of sad that she isn't there but they are giving lady doctor i think she's got like three companions good she's got a group with her good and i was like whatever you gotta do are any companions gonna be dudes i think there's one dude okay good i I always like it when they do that they don't do it as often yeah you know late because traditionally it wasn't really i think rory's been like the longest companion unless you count captain jack he was only really there for like eight episodes, though, if you think about it. True. He's he did such come a, and go. He's such a bigger-than-life character. You know, he made his time more memorable, for sure. <laughs> but, like, I, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm especially looking forward to this year's uh, Christmas special, um, which I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head. But I do love that it's going to be 12 hanging out with number one mm-hmm. on one of his adventures and timey wimey something lady doctor nice. um and that's fine so um, will she be introduced in the christmas special? yes they okay. did say she will be introduced in the christmas special and what it's probably a shot because that's usually how it goes mm-hmm. like look as, as different as they always be so it's always the same we we know we, know how we can know goes. what to expect yeah, yeah we exactly. get like a shot maybe a line and then april yeah coming this next season and you're like great i gotta wait another fucking four months because yep. That's what you do. And they know that we're going to do it, you know? Oh, for sure. They're not going to worry about losing us in the hiatus. We're yeah. like, no, we'll come back. We'll be mad, but we'll come back. Did you catch wind of any of um, Lady Doctor clothing gate? A little bit. I know that a lot of people were, I don't know, they were complaining about it being too quirky or something. I don't know. I just thought it was unflattering. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I, I didn't really care. Like, it looked like, <laughs> the problem is the one picture I saw... And I could be totally wrong. Mm. The picture led me to believe it was either some sort of culotte pant. Okay. But her coat is in the way. Okay. So I don't know if it's a pant or a skirt. Okay. But it was too high, in my opinion. I was like, oh. I just thought it was unflattering. Okay, all right. Like like a capri height length. Right. And I was like, mm, I don't think a woman or a man should wear a capri or a culotte. Like, you I know, just don't like that look on people. If people are complaining about that it's just not attractive or the style is wrong, that's fine. But, you know, you got the dude bros who are probably going to complain that it's not sexy Oh, enough, they're going to complain no matter what. Exactly. Yeah. They're not And my complaint is not, either. like, sexy, attractive. Or, it, mostly, it was just, I just thought it was very unflattering. Right. For anyone. Right. Like, I was like, that's just an ugly thing. No, exactly. They need um, to get whoever dressed um, Sigourney Weaver in The Defenders to do oh, her clothing. Oh, yeah. yeah. If she rolled up in a white pashmina, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. She just throws it over her shit. Like, that thing that she throws over her, sh- her shoulder and just looks dramatically to the camera and says something snippy. I'm like, yeah. Yep, all that. Every all bit of it. Put, in a world, Sigourney Weaver is the doctor. Oh. <sighs> She's like if you had to if you had to list all of the people I would want to be lady doctors, she's on there. Tilda Swinton is obviously on there as well. You know, Haley Atwell is for me when they threw her name around. Uh, I, Agent Carter. Yeah, I could see it. For some reason, like it was a joke. I think yeah. someone said online, like, would it be funny if Agent Carter was the new doctor? And I was like, you know, I think that'd be, that'd be absolutely quite good. That'd be pretty amazing. Yeah. Tom Hiddleston. Well, we all would love Tom Hiddleston, Benedict Cumberbatch. You know, I no, mean, I think I'd rather have Tom Hiddleston. Well, I. If the my Gun love to my of those, head, I'm going to go with Loki before Sherlock. The the, the love of those two characters for me is so high, but yeah, Tom Hiddleston is just a little bit higher at the moment. I don't know why. Maybe I, because Benedict Cumberbatch is married, and I'm aware he's off limits. Because that's the reason I'm not going to be able to. Have sure, that's, you know? that's the reason. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm glad that we're all on national <laughs> rationality. I think for me, when I, I I just think Tom Hiddleston can do the um, quirky more than Cumberbatch. 
Probably. Which is saying something really stupid because I've seen all of Sherlock and he's pretty fucking quirky. He can be quirky. Like, I also like, he really would like people to put him in a few more comedic roles because he's yes. got some pretty good comedic timing and he I think is that should happen. funny. He is very His funny. His nerdist is hilarious. Oh, it is really funny. And but I was again, just kind of like, wow, it's Tom, unfortunate you got pigeonholed into drama. Yeah, but Tom Hiddleston is also very funny. He can do, yeah. you know, tongue in cheek, quirky. So is Hemsworth. Yes. It's a shame that he keeps... Well, no, he keeps. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure he's offered roles. He takes the, the role because he has to support his family. And they also back the dump truck full of money up there. So, All yeah. the, so I can't blame him for doing the action hero, military, American, rah, sure. rah, rah movies. Sure. Yeah. But like, even though Ghostbusters hate it or love it, he is fucking funny in it. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's yeah. one of those, you're like, if you're going to take away from something in that movie, you're like, well, he was pretty he funny. He was pretty funny. And maybe that'll actually establish him in some more comedic roles. Yeah. So you never can tell. But anyway, so we're going to talk about the Doctor Who Christmas specials. Nothing too in-depth because, one, you've seen them and we've talked about them many, many times before. (laughs) But um, there are, from 2003 to 2017, like... There's, yeah, there's a, a lot. lot of stuff going on, and they do one every year without fail. Yeah. You know, new Doctor or not, you know. Some could be argued aren't Christmas specials. They just happen to be at Christmas. Like, the one that, um, the time, not, nope, hold on. I'm looking at my list to make sure I don't mess up the, the end time when Tenet becomes Matt Smith. Oh, yeah. That just happened to be the end of that that four-episode season special thing they threw out. Boy, that's it, a it was at watch. Christmas because um, the old man has the ear, the, the reindeer ears. Sure. So you're like, okay, yeah, it's at Christmas. But it, I don't feel this was a Christmas special by any stretch right. of the imagination. Is it Christmas the same way Die Hard is Christmas? Yes. Got it. Okay. That For that one. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's a lot going on. Masters yeah. eating people. Timothy Dalton's upset. That may or may not have been his mother kneeling, looking at him, and we never know. No. And then the four tapping, and and it's just it's a lot, it's a lot, it's a lot going, on. going on in those two episodes. You sort of forget that Eve Christmas was even a thing because all you do is remember David Tennant saying, "I don't want to go." Yeah, best part. Oh, I'll tear up. Oh, no, I know. <laughs> I was like, okay, or, um, or saying goodbye to Rose. Oh. I mean, oh, that's so good. You're gonna have a fantastic. Year. I know. And you're just like, I know. Son of a bitch. <laughs> um, uh, no, I love the, um, I, I think it's great storytelling when he saves the day and he's fine. Yeah. And then you hear the four taps from, I think it's Rufus, Rupert? Yeah. Rupert. And, and, and you're just like, fuck. And you watched You didn't his, think that was what it was going to be. You watched his face fall. Yeah, because he, he knew. such a great job. He's oh, just I like, just got chills even bitch. thinking about Because it's like, oh, I thought we made it. Like, we made it. The four tapping wasn't a bad thing. Yeah. It, well, I mean, it was. It but was. it wasn't a villain. It was, you know. Which is the worst, because if you're going to blame your end on something, you don't want it to be somebody that you love. Yes. You know? it, um, but that did give way to um, Matt. But anyway, um, the the Christmas Invasion, his David Tennant's first one, it's fine. It is, it's, in, it's, in, it's in the middle for me, as far as the list goes. established the whole idea of the doctors when they first come into the world are mm-hmm. a little strange and have to find the thing that they want to eat. Best and, part about this, when the Christmas tree comes alive, tries to saw them up. Well, that's pretty that's good. That's fun. Doesn't it also have, he's does the whole thing about, you know, there's more that can ever be done. No, wait, Hank, that's the Lion King. You know, he has that rambly little speech. I think so. I'm that, sure you're right. I just been a while since I watched that. No, one. that actually maybe the next episode. I can't remember yeah. when, it, when he's like he's joking about how he saved the world in a bathrobe. It's possible. I can't remember. They all do blend together after a while. They do. I mean, there's I like a lot of fucking Doctor Who. I can't remember. <laughs> God, because he goes in the Christmas special. I know he comes out of it for a bit, but they haven't been able to wake him up completely. Yeah, and it's a long episode too. So sometimes you forget that it's just one episode. And they probably play it as two parts. Yeah, when probably. they do rerun instead of playing it as the hour and a half, 40 minutes that it should have been. Like, by yeah. the end of that episode, was that, that's his first episode, mm-hmm. was the end of that episode when he gets his new outfit and he's talking to Yeah, because the majority of the episode, he's in a bathrobe. So it is. Yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. moment. Yeah, when he has that long rambly speech and he's goofy and then he jokes about how he's Arthur Dent saving the world in his bathrobe. And I'm like, Hitchhiker's Guide Yeah, reference. they make a good, ra- that is where he loses his hand. Yes. Which is such a throwaway thing. You're like, oh, yeah. who's fucking... And then when it comes back, you're like, that was pretty fucker, amazing. Someone read something and thought shit out. And like, it, was, it becomes damn. a major plot point. Yeah. And Dr. Donna, because <laughs> of it, like, like, oh, oh my hello. God. You know? um, yeah, no, the Christmas invasion is fine. And, and you get it's the first time we get to have Rose and Tenet 
and Jackie and all them together. It's fine. Yeah. It's in the middle. Like, I don't hate it and I don't love it. I think one of the reasons why it may not be my favorite is because I was still in mourning about losing nine that I was not a fan of Tenant when I saw this. I was like, oh, it's this new guy. Completely and I want... fair. No. Because you and me are on the, we like number nine a lot. Oh, Christopher Eggleston lately, man. He's got to get that chip off his shoulder eventually. Is he still upset about Doctor yeah. Who? Um, Jada was saying that he was making shitty comments about Benedict Cumberbatch and Tom Hiddleston because they're like the upper echelon kind of more high society actors and he doesn't think they should be getting all the work and he doesn't consider them real, you know, all this. And I'm like, that's the way you get people to hate you. Saying bad things about I Tom Hiddleston? Like, Chris, do, come do, on. I was like, do you maybe know that because they're generally nice people to everyone and mm-hmm. people want to work with them. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. if you, I'm sure that's why you're not getting the role. I would imagine like, so. I think like, he just feels like it's unfair. And I'm lose like, your attitude. Maybe yeah. you're just not networking correctly and that people don't like you very much. It's you know? possible. But I, mean, I still love Nine. No, you know? I mean, Even I, Chris won't make me not like He's a nine. good actor, but if you have a bad attitude, no one wants to work with you. No, and and everybody kind of knows he has a bad attitude. No. Like, it's generally known online. They're like, oh, so. Eccleston, bad attitude. I thought it was so funny when I heard it in NPR... Uh, interview with him and it was a, I think it was NPR but it was a really good interview and he was talking like talking about his father when his father died and uh. had Alzheimer's and it was tragic And but it was a beautiful I mean he just told it so well but you could tell that they must have come into that going you will not ask him any questions about Doctor Who you will not bring it up because it was never mentioned even once on well, an hour long interview well sometimes maybe, good maybe you don't need to talk about it all the time no, you get to know the, the man behind the Who, I guess. Good American audiences wouldn't have really known of him if it wasn't for Doctor Who. That's I don't fair. Think. And it's he, not like G.I. Joe was a massive success no. that people know him as Destro. And a lot of people don't know that he was in 28 Days Later, so he was That's a good true. Role, he was, but, yeah, 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 yeah. And so was um, Naomi Harris, who is Moneypenny in oh, New Bond films. that's right, that's right. It's I'm another sorry. actress where you're just like, oh, damn, she okay. She did such a good job in 28 Days Later, too. Yeah. That's nice. And I think she is Tia Dama in the Pirate of the Caribbean movies. I think you might be yeah, right. Yeah, you know, the at yeah. world, and it was like, we know. Yeah, we, we you need to stop get it. fucking get it. saying it. You really only need to say it a couple times <laughs> after that. You're just stomping on yeah, it. Yeah, we know this name of the movie. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, I, the Runaway Bride is one of my personal favorites, mm-hmm. but that's only because of the fact we get Donna Noble introduction. Yes. Other than that, that's kind of a really dark episode. Boy, with the bit with the the, um, the spider creature yeah, and like, how she's like, I liked how right from the very get go she was never in love with the doctor. She even says she's like, you know, you scare me. You're, yeah, you're no, scary. That's, that's what scary. made her such a good companion. Is that she was honest and she was never. She never like even at the very end when she's so sad. She's not really sad about losing the doctor. I don't think she was sad about all the things she wasn't going to get to do. Yeah, oh, that's... Mm. Mm, and, um, mm. and then the next year was The Voyage of the Dam, which is a nice one and done. Mm. It's good. You don't have to really... There's not much to hark on. It's like they, they kind of kept it like it's not connected to the any of the, the major story arcs. It's just, here's a fun adventure of the Doctor on the Titanic in space with Kylie Minogue. Like, there's nothing wrong with any of that. that boy, that kicked me in the teeth, though. I thought she would have been such an amazing companion. She would have been a great goddamn companion. And Which, it's upsetting yeah. that they killed her, but I get, storyline-wise, it works. It does yeah. stick in your head, you know? It just really, you'll never forget her that way. She just... And we have the life flight coming through again. After that comes, um, it's called the next door. I think I wrote that wrong. The next doctor. Which one's that? It's that Victorian London one with the governor from Walking Dead as the doctor. Oh yeah, that's it's fine. it's a, it's a, it's fine. Yeah. It's another one and done. You don't really remember that one. No, because it has nothing really to do with any arcs. Mm. It's just kind of like here's a Christmas Victorian Cyberman thing. Sure. Fine. And that woman that's not Miranda Richardson, but that's what she's yeah. channeling. Yeah. You're like, oh, okay, I got it. And that's you, how we refer to her character. Yeah, I couldn't tell you who that actress is. I, I'm like, you're not either. Miranda Richardson, no. but you're as close as I'm going to get to And that. you know who you mean when we say that. Yes. So it's fine. Yeah. That's all you got to say. Um, and then, of course, the end time, which we already discussed. But th- what makes that, just a hark on the sadness of that one, is even more when, um, you know, Donna has to forget who she is. And then when we see her in this, how she's getting married. And it's a nice 
feather in that cap when they win the lotto at the end and they got it from her father before he died like it's it's a nice thing to be like okay here's the one companion we're gonna give this one a happy ending thank you yes because let's be honest everyone's kind of up in the air if they had a happy ending yeah rose is definitely like she gets to quote unquote live happily ever after, but she's aware that that's not the real doctor. No, yeah, yeah exactly. Well, you know that. You know, I take a tangent, but still BBC related. Yeah. Um, if you okay, Fred and George Weasley. Yes. The, the them, twins. The one yeah. of them died. I want to say it's Fred. I can never. I, remember. I never yeah. can remember which one died. Yeah. Did you hear J.K.'s? life after the books like what happened to those characters afterwards uh some of it yeah like whichever twin lived let's say uh fred for this argument sure fred ends up marrying george's girlfriend <gasps> really and they end up having like a couple kids and even jk's right she's drawing this diagram on this video i watch and she's like yeah so fred ended up marrying petunia whatever sure. and whatever her name is and then like, she goes oh they had a couple kids she goes is it probably unhealthy yes yeah but they're happy, so who you know, are we to judge them? And I was like, oh, totally fair. And I, I swear, mean, I get it. It's like a thing, God, it probably happens more often than you think. I have a friend that I went to orchestra with for years. Her brother passed away in a car accident. It was uh-huh. very sad. And they were you know, probably young 20s and everything. And she and her brother had been so close. And he had a best friend that they were so close. Right. She ended up marrying the best friend at one point. And it's... it's not as weird as brother, though. No, it's true. You know, it's and true. I say weird, but maybe it's weird to us because we're not in that position. No. So we don't know the emotional traumaticness that they maybe went through. Like, I've liked the guys that my sisters have dated or gotten married to, but I can't imagine being with any of no, them. No, totally so, fair. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, but even this would broke my heart, though. She goes, yeah, she goes, but um, whatever one was alive, um, from that day forward was never able to make a Patronus charm again. Oh. <gasps> Because oh. his happiest memories were with his brother. And once his brother died, he can never do that. Oh. And she, like, puts that pin in it. I'm like, God damn, you have really thought this out. Yeah, like, more so than any other writer I can think of. Yeah. Like, wow. she knows the names and histories of people's families at the drop of a hat. Like, I'm sure she has it written down somewhere. Sure. But she drew this diagram, like, on the back of a fucking menu in a pub with a Sharpie. She was like, oh, well, you have this, 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 this. And they're connected. And I was just like, damn, wow. lady, that's... She's definitely okay. one of those people who believes that even if the story doesn't come into the books, she wants to know the story because oh, that's yeah. going to dictate how she writes the characters. Which is totally fine. Yeah. The fact that she has gone further, I mean, like the, the Fantastic Beast, it's all history that she worked out. Yeah. Do you see that picture of young Albus Dumbledore? Yes, Law? yes. Was it what I expected? No, but, but I'm, it works. I'm fine. Totally I was like, fine. all right, yeah. Okay, I honestly think he, I didn't think he would have the beard. I thought they they would have Jude Law just go clean shaven, yeah. but I feel Dumbledore's had a beard. Like he's I a dude that's like, no, no. Isn't I, that I rock funny? A beard. If you said that, I think I would have assumed that he always had a beard, not necessarily the giant white. You sure, know, like it's the beginning of what we're going to see later. Right, in life. Yeah. right. Which I think probably was a deliberate choice. Like we need you to picture that this is what he. Will oh, become. I hope in one of the next three movies because they're going to do five. One is already out. Two is done. So the three. I hope we meet a young Maggie Smith, oh. like a, a young uh, Professor McGonagall. Oh, I really hope so too. Because just oh, to get like that a, a fiery that Scottish, yeah, that'd be all of that. That'd be really like awesome. Oh, nice. Anyway, so not Doctor Who related, but nope. but you know what? There's a thin connection there. We are lost in genre as usual. Um, but then after that, I think is probably my favorite is the Christmas Carol episode yeah. with Matt Smith. Yes. God, with with connection, Dumbledore. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like that's, yep. That's yep. how yep. we worked that. That's just damn good. It is. I mean, it's just, and it's, once again, in its way, self-contained. Yes. Like, you, all you have to do is you get this story right there. You're given this world where these things happen, and the logic just consistently follows and all the way through. And space sharks can make complete sense for that world. It really does. It, you know, you wouldn't, you it, almost think that yeah. was a dare. They're like, hey, here's this Christmas Doctor Who movie. I dare you to put a flying shark in it. They're like... Got right. it. Got it. Done. done. <laughs> and they and it was it works. Yeah, it does. Um, no, that's a beautiful. That's I, I. I mean, I've told you this before, I think, but I'm, I'll repeat it again because it's good. But um, John and Corinne, you've met them. Yes. Um, they were like, well, we want to get in the Doctor Who. What's a good episode? It was about Christmas time. It was like, I got an episode for you to watch. Yeah. I made them watch the Christmas Carol, 
with no reference to and anything I bet else. You they loved it. And they were like, they were both crying, and they were like, that's the greatest sci-fi thing I've ever seen. I was like, yeah, yeah. you should watch the show. Right. It's kind of better. Which like, I yeah. actually think is better, because a lot of people are like, well, if you've never watched Doctor... Blink's always a good one to go to as well. They always say that, but in a way, though, I feel like timey-wimey-wise, Blink is the high watermark for the show. Uh, like, do you no, want to show like, the very best episode ever, and then everything else will, in a way, always be trying to live up to that? Oh, I never looked at it that way. I but do all the correct. time. Yeah. Also, I truly believe, I'm like, never skip nine. Just start with nine no, for I, crying out loud. Um, the Christmas Carol, I think that's a good one. Um, the following year is another one and done one, but I don't hate it. The Doctor, the Widow, and the Wardrobe. Oh, the Narnia-based one. It's, it's fine. If you grew up loving Narnia. And I did, so I kind of have a soft spot and for I know it. It's, yeah. I know it's ridiculous. I've said it before and people have laughed at me. The fact that they actually got him to wear the coats... Like, you remember from those iconic pictures of Narnia in the books? They uh-huh. have these big coats that they got from the wardrobe. That's right. They're actually wearing them in the episode. Yeah. Like, that was a nice touch. That, that little thing right I, there. I just thought, I thought the animatron or the prosthetics and animatronics on the wood creatures looked really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I like that episode. That's nice. Um, the Snowman is the next one, which is one of my personal favorites, mm-hmm. because you get the best Clara ever. She's the Mary Poppins oh. Claire, which is what which everybody is, really wanted. We were just like, character. someone read the internet. We, yeah, we didn't really need, we, I don't, modern Claire, or Clara, Clara, Clara. modern Clara was fine, no She's problems, fine. no problems, but I, I wanted her as the Victorian character, made more sense, yes, it, it did, when, I, I remember watching it that Christmas, and when she died, I was like, what the fuck, yeah, you're supposed to be in this show, and then at the end is the modern Clara on her gravestone, I'm like, Oh, Christ, it's going to be weird. I was like, why, why, why did it have to be weird? The storyline never really appealed to me all that much. It it has ups and downs where you're like, I don't understand what's happening It just felt like Moffat being a little unwieldy. The Time of the Doctor is the last Matt Smith one, which is weird. It's a weird episode. But I, I felt like... I like it, but it's weird. Yeah. I felt like many of the things I liked were the things that made me sad, and having handles was the thing that. Uh, like handles was good. I love. I actually loved handles because it really. I mean, here it is, probably one of his biggest enemies of all time. But in the end, you're like, who knew that a head with handles on it could just make me cry? It's got a lot of good parts, mm. but overall, it's not one of my favorites. Because one, well, it's the end of a Doctor, so it's never going to be your favorite. No, it's true. Um, and it just, there's a lot of weird inconsistencies with it. Like, as I still don't understand, like, how many lives he has. Like, I was just like, would you get two lives, 24 lives? I don't know what you, yeah, the Time Lord spit something out of the sky and it landed in his mouth and boom, everything's okay. Like, I, but I don't know what was okay. They do every once in a while. I like it when they stick to the logic of the show and when they play, like, honest to God, between you and me, when 10 was going to die and then because of the hand and the regeneration and energies and whatever and then he didn't die mm-hmm. I always still to this day call a little BS on that I'm just like it's a little why, weird why did you play I mean yes it gave us the human doctor and gave us Dr. Donna and all that kind of stuff but at the same time I'm like so you know you just play around with the rules a little bit and you don't regenerate or you regenerate into the same person what I think that regeneration is handled to whatever plot point they need to True. to make yeah. but I liked him being able to say goodbye to Amy Palmer. no and that was what made that episode kind of the, the the end of it kind of makes up for it because yeah. he but it's so funny like he's got a bad wig on she's got a bad wig on because he shaved his head for some other role she shaved her head for Nebula and yeah. it's just a, it's like a wigapalooza and, and they're all just like what the fuck is going on around this it's thing as, but as I, brilliant you know, as the BBC shows are I mean they've only got a couple wardrobes in between because mm-hmm. you see the same clothes they've only got a couple directors and maybe a handful of actors and apparently they can't afford good wigs yeah it's whatever mm-hmm. Uh, after that becomes The Last Christmas, it's basically number 12 and Claire running around in the North Pole with Nick Frost. Oh, yeah. That's it's right. fine. Yeah. I honestly don't remember much about it. I that's how memorable either, it is. But it's, it is okay. It's all right. Yeah. It was just, the whole thing was like, it's an alien has control of them. So is Santa really who he's talking to or is it the alien? And you're just like, okay, in this world, does it, can't it just be Santa? It would like, be nice. At, at this but, point, you know. who cares? Uh, and then the Husbands of River Song, which is, <sighs> it's great. Uh, it has a lot of really good moments. In My it does. only complaint is that it's not Matt in River Song. True. But due to Matt's no longer the doctor, it, you understand why it's not. Not only that, but age-wise, I think they're both like closer to the same age, yes. which is good. And, and that 
It has a lot of really good stuff in it. And my only problem with the episode... I, and there's probably some minor things here and there, but my biggest thing is that singing rock and everything. It was like a terrible design on that damn. It was like <sighs> desolate and ugly and whatever. I was like, it's it's creating these ethereal sounds, and we're just looking at this stone, you know? It, yeah, it wasn't very pretty. It needed to have a better design on yeah. it, you know? Yeah. Um, and then there was last year's, which is the return of Doctor Mysterio, which I think is absolutely one of the worst episodes of Doctor Who I've ever seen. And I have not seen it for that reason. I mean, yeah. I've heard some people who say that it's not horrible. No, no, or, they're wrong. Or worse. It's, it's horrible. Well, there's other people who say it's not as bad as you think, which is damning with faint praise right there. Alright, I'll go with that. It's not as bad as you think it is, but I think it's worse. Okay. Uh, it, but that's me. And I, I need to watch it. I have not. I have not. I've not gotten around to it, but I'm behind on all of my things right now. But I need to watch it now before the next Christmas special comes out. I, it's not like you need to. It's not going to be connected to it. No, but I'm a completist. No, 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 I hear you. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, you know, push comes to shove. No one's going to be like, what? Yeah. You, you didn't, didn't watch that one and done it? that My has nothing God. to do with anything it's else. Wrong yeah. with you. Bad nerd, no. What's upsetting about it is they introduce kind of a cool villain that does not come back the entire season. Hmm. And that villain escapes at the end of the episode. And I was like, does that mean that's our arcing villain? Could and be. it isn't. Well, maybe they'll bring it back a couple of years But from I now. did miss one episode this last season due to uh, fuckery on the DVR. Oops. Maybe that villain was in that episode. Hmm. And I just don't know. So did you see, Kevin mentioned there's an episode with robots who speak in emojis. Yeah, it's a, it's a thing. It's a thing. Did you, but Catherine thought she thought it's the not de- bad. She thought the design on them was the funniest thing. Like especially when oh, they're looking funny. kind of puzzled. Yeah, yeah she yeah, said yeah. it's great. It's not a bad that actually out of that season. And there's a few that aren't great in that season. But Bill and Doctor Twelve are good. Mm. That's one of the better episodes. Okay, it's good. it's in the middle. It's like you're not great, but you're definitely not. Some of the worst ones okay. that are, that have come before. Yeah, you Catherine I mean? said that in particular. Like she said, the episodes that came before it are mm, a little hit or miss. But she said that one. She said she felt like they missed an opportunity towards the end of the episode. That, that, that is true. Okay. Yeah. Right. So that sets me up pretty well to watch it. So that's fine. Yeah, the return of the Doctor Mysterio is just kind of like there's the only good thing, and I talked about this last year when I watched it with you on the show. One of the la- the only thing I really liked about it was. When the doctor comes into the boy's room and he runs away to go to the bathroom and get a glass of water, I don't know, he left for something. Mm-hmm. And he comes back and the doctor has read all his comic books. Right. And he kind of goes, I don't understand why Lois Lane doesn't know Clark Kent is Superman. It's clearly him. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, you know what? For someone who has no context to the Superman story, yep. it would be like, is she not competent in her job? Did she really like get fooled because he put on and took off glasses? Yeah. But that's been a trope that's been there for a no, while. No, but yeah. hearing him pointed out, it was fun. And because I'm such a massive Superman fan, I was just like, oh, it's fun. That's good. I also am kind of in the camp of, I think Lois Lane is always known, and she chooses not to. Like, not early. Like, I'm talking not the Silver Age. Are you saying that she's deceiving herself, or she's deceiving Superman? She's like, I know it's you, sweetie, but it's easier for me if I pretend that I don't. Maybe a little bit of both. Okay. Like, Like, if she really opened herself up to it, she could see it. Yeah. But she's really, in which the whole thing is, is why would Superman lower himself to be a normal person? When he's not. So she isn't looking for the Superman. She's looking at the normal person, not really going, Clark is not Superman because how could this? Yeah, why would you not choose be, to exactly. be that? Yeah, exactly. But I think over time, she probably puts two and together and just kind of goes, all right, I'm going to see how this goes. Okay. Kind of the same. I think Jim Gordon knows exactly Bruce Wayne as Batman. He just yeah. he just chooses to ignore it because yeah. he knows that fucking Batman is good and yeah. Bruce Wayne is good. Yeah. So why hark on it? Also, I, he's a good detective. Yeah. Like, you, 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 you didn't just, you don't just make commissioner. Right. <laughs> right. They don't usually put completely dumb people in that spot, but, you know, you never can tell. But, yeah, I agree. That makes a lot more sense, actually. The idea I, like, I do buy him more than her. Yeah. But I, I, I do like the idea that later in life, after a couple of years, she put things together. Maybe it was just kind of like, of I'm whole, okay with this. The whole, like... The golden goose thing, you know? If you go ahead and slice it apart, you're not going to get the golden eggs anymore. So Jim Gordon would be just like, it's doing a lot of good for the city. And for some reason, he wants to pretend like I don't know this. So that's fine. The same thing with her. She's like, he's a space super alien who's saving people and wants to pretend like this is a thing. Well, maybe it's a thing. She she feels like if she... um... 
if he's not ready to tell her, why should she push him? Okay, that's fair too. You know, yeah. kind of like, no, no, I'm aware. I'm res- I will play this game for him because I love him. And I respect his privacy. Yeah. yeah. So I'll just let this play out. And when he's ready, I'll just be like, oh. Okay. Or does she go like, oh, I knew. But I chose not to tell you because it wasn't my journey to tell me. Which would be funny if she did that and he didn't believe her. It's like, oh, oh right, sure, you knew yeah. all the time? Uh-huh, of course there, you There's, did. um, uh, d- not that, well, it's been a month, so fuck it. But there's a spoiler in the Justice League movie. I always, this is one of the things that always bugged me about these new, the, the DC movies. They just, they just yell out their secret identity names when yes! they're nearly in public. And yes! no one seems to, to care or to know and I always kind of think, like, did someone not remember on paper that they have public or secret identities? Or were to believe that they just don't care? Or were just to believe that they would do this and that nobody was listening at that particular moment? Like, there are, there are straight up scenes where Lois Lane will be like, Clark. And he turns and walks to her as Superman. Is like, nope, you can't play You're that not off. Supposed to do that? Maybe they're saying Superman's not as smart as people would like him to believe. You know, like there's a whole scene where Batman basically just kind of like he tells Aquaman he's Batman, and Aquaman's like, "So you're dressed like a bat, Bruce?" He's like, "Yeah." It was just kind of like. What? You're still with people. Now, granted, you're in the middle of, like, Norway. Mm-hmm. Who are they going to fucking tell? No. But still. I always wish that it would be more like with Mal when Jane goes yelling. He's like, every heist, he's got to go shouting my name, you know? It, Just get a little exasperated with people. It's like, excuse me, secret identity, you know? I mean, the only one who really keep I mean, well, obviously Barry Allen because no one knows he's the Flash. Which, honestly, in the movie, they never call him the Flash. Like, he doesn't have a name. He's just Barry. Got it. Because got it. Um, he's so young in his career that he is not established himself still, as a superhero. Still the red blur? Are they going to use that? Oh, God. I made that joke, too. I was really? like, is he the red blur? Because yeah. don't. I'm like, let's just stay all the way from that. But, <sighs> like, even to the point, like, Wonder Woman has a secret identity. Like, she's Diana Prince. Yeah. yeah. You know, art curator or whatever the fuck she Which is. Which is so hilarious because she's another person. Like, how do people not know it's her? Because she's got her hair tied back and she's wearing glasses? Oh, man. And this movie is, they put her in a lot of real rich designer clothing. And it, I was does like, it look good? Oh, she looks great. Yeah. But I don't buy. She's like, I don't know, like cleaning like a a, a, a Renaissance masterpiece statue with like a fine tooth comb right. in a, what has to be a Milan model outfit. Oh, and I was like, wow. I don't know that many curators or whatever she's supposed to be mm-hmm. that one would look that good. Mm-hmm. And two, work in that outfit with those breasts. See, like, usually, it just seems like, why are you wearing that? You kind of want to wear something that you're going to, if you're going to be cleaning Renaissance paintings all day long, maybe you're going to be wearing your comfies. I don't know, it, you know? Oh, and the inconsistencies yet again with high heels versus boots is really? so fucking jarring to me. So they put her, the, they give the boots high heels sometimes and other times in, not? Within scenes, she goes from flats to heels, depending on the action. What? They have continuity experts who are just. And it's in Wonder Woman all the throughout the whole movie of Wonder Woman, like that fight scene in the town, yeah. where she's kicking ass and being all badass. Yeah, like in that scene, she lands and it's a full on. She lands in a flat. Yeah, and then the rest of the scene, she fights in heels, and then when she runs, it's in flats, and then at the end of the movie, after she defeats Ares and lands, and it's a shot of her foot touching ground, it's a heel, and then when they do the wide shot, she's in flats. What? Now, granted, no, this I is not I something that. right. Right. People maybe not notice it. I don't know why I noticed it, but now that I've seen it, you can I cannot unnotice it. And that's so, I mean, because you've got nerds watching this movie. Like, if it was just an action-adventure, no fantasy, no comic booky, and everything, it wouldn't have the percentage of nerd population, but nerds love to notice shit like that. I don't understand why she's in wedge heels in the begin with. No. It makes no fucking sense. No. Well, because somebody thought her legs looked better that way. Sure, because they would look terrible in flats. <laughs> right, exactly. Like, the woman is gorgeous. Right, like, no, yeah. She, you could put her in a fucking potato sack, and you'd be like, yeah, that's Wonder Woman in a I potato buy, sack. Where can I buy that potato sack? Yeah. Like, it's going to make me look that good. Like, even know? in her regular, there's, like, a weird scene where she walks in on Bruce Wayne doing something, and she's in heels because they, you hear the heels. Like, that's how Bruce knows she's there. Right. And then they go outside to walk around a lake, and she's in flats. Now, I'd like to think... She took off the heels because they were going to walk around a lake. Right, because... Logic. Yeah, if you've ever tried to walk on wet ground in heels, it's a pain exactly. in the butt. Exactly. Yeah. But anyway, so uh, we wish you a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Happy Kwanzaa, Happy Hanukkah. I can't uh, think of anything else. I think we got most of the things. Yeah. What do they celebrate in the Middle East? 
can't remember. Ramadan? Is that something? No, I don't remember. I don't think that's the same thing. Mm. You know. I apologize if anyone out there celebrates something I did not cover. Yeah, that's fine. And also, let us know what's your favorite holiday song, and it doesn't have to be Christmas if you don't want it to be. Yeah, you you could have Last Christmas if you want. Yeah, that's fine. We'll let you have it. It makes us laugh. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we will see you at the beginning of the year at one point. Bye, guys. Bye.